Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling around the world. And uh, on this episode, I actually have a fellow Canuck. Uh, our friend Amanda is in Alberta currently, and uh, I'm actually from Vancouver, BC, Canada. And uh, you know, we're connecting here on the Google Hangout and also on iTunes. Amanda is actually a fellow podcaster as well. So a fellow Canadian, a fellow podcaster, a fellow world traveler, fellow digital nomad, and I'm sure a fellow a few other things. Uh, so Amanda, uh, for the sake of the people listening and watching, why didn't you, we get to know you a little bit better if you want to share a little bit more about yourself and uh, what got you so passionate about travel? Yeah, definitely. First of all, thanks for having me on the show today, Ricky. It's awesome to be here and to be talking about the things that I love most. Um, so like you said, I am Canadian. I'm from Alberta, Canada originally, and I just happen to be here right now. I'm not usually here, but you've caught me in the three, four month chunk of the year that I spend actually at home. Um, so I am a podcast host. I host two podcasts. One is The World Wanders, which is a travel podcast that I co-host with my partner, Ryan. And then I also host a podcast on the business of yoga. And then I'm kind of a mix mash of everything else. Like I, I love teaching yoga. I love hiking. Um, I am passionate about helping people find careers that excite them. So I work as an advisor for an education startup in the US. And I started doing all of that a couple years ago. It, it kind of stemmed, if you want to go back in time with me, I graduated university in 2011. My boyfriend and I took this six month trip around the world and we got, it was like this backpacking trip that we do before real life started. And we got home and we were kind of, you know, post travel depressed, got big kid jobs, got an apartment in Calgary and just hated life. It was so uninspiring. And we were like, this can't be it. This can't be everything. I mean, I was 23 at the time. And I was like, this cannot be how I'm going to live my life till I'm 65. And so it took us two years to kind of save some money and figure out what we wanted to do next. And we quit our jobs and sold our stuff and went to South America. And South America just opened our eyes to what you can do with your life, which is so much more than just working a cubicle. And of course, if you like working corporate job, that's cool. It just wasn't for us. It wasn't for me. And yeah, we got home, started the podcast, moved to this tiny little mountain town that's my home when I'm back in Canada and kind of kicked off life where we work and live and travel. Sounds amazing, Amanda. Uh, tell us more about the travel journey. You said you, uh, you uh, finished university, you travel the world. So tell us about the uh, major cities, countries and continents you visited during that trip. Yeah, for sure. So we started in Iceland. And then we went over into Europe and we spent three months in Europe. We went over to Southeast Asia and did kind of the typical backpacker trail, hopped from Thailand to Cambodia, Vietnam, and up to Laos before flying down to Australia. We drove through Australia in one of these bright green juicy vans. I don't know if you've ever seen those before, but we drove for six weeks up the coast from Melbourne to Cairns, hopped on over to New Zealand for a couple of weeks before we flew home back to Canada just in time for Christmas. So that was my first adventure. And then second adventure, we went to South America. We did most of South America, kind of Colombia, south outside of Venezuela, Paraguay, and the Guineas. Um, so that was kind of about a month in each country, a little bit slower than our first trip. And then we came back to Canada for a bit. We spent some time in the US. Uh, we spent a number of months in Atlanta, Georgia. My boyfriend worked there for a little bit. And then we road tripped through the US. So we've done 
traveled the U.S. quite extensively. And then um, we spent the last eight months before we got home in Asia. We have done a few different tra uh, similar travel journeys. I actually did the same backpacker route from Thailand to Laos to Vietnam to Cambodia uh, into Malaysia, Singapore, Indonesia, and then Australia, New Zealand. And then we also did the similar South American route. We went up from Brazil uh, into the Guyanas, and now we're here in Colombia. So uh, unfortunately, we did a different time, so our paths didn't cross. Um, so tell us about uh, you know your podcast. Uh, you have started a podcast, and it's actually grown exponentially. Um, uh, uh, you know, you have uh, literally thousands, if not millions of viewers around the world, uh, listeners around the world uh, on iTunes and the different podcast directories. Tell us more about your podcast called The World Wanderers. Yeah, so we started The World Wanderers when we got back from South America in 2014. So it's turning three in just a couple of weeks, which is pretty exciting. And um, we were chatting before we went live. You have almost as many episodes as we do. We just... We're regular once a week show. We put out new episodes every Thursday. And it's really kind of evolved as we've evolved. So it started with, you know, let's like make this an online journal to share our experiences with people. So we kind of started doing chronological order of our travels. So if you go way back, it's kind of like why we love to travel, then it's Iceland, London, Scotland, Ireland. Like it starts going in order and then all of a sudden, we're kind of like, this is boring. What are we doing? We don't want to do this. So we started going off of that path and just talking about all types of things like budgeting, staying healthy on the road, getting guests on the podcast to talk about language learning. And um, we discovered that we really love talking about travel philosophy and talking about how travel can improve your life. Because at the end of the day, we both love seeing amazing things like there's nothing like seeing Machu Picchu for the first time and just having your jaw drop and see this thing in person that you've seen so many times on Instagram and on Google and through photos but then there's also this freedom from your day-to-day -day life and work and society that's so amazing um, that that we that's what we really fell in love with so we talk a lot about that on our show and yeah I think we're going on 200 episodes which is not that impressive considering you're almost there in just a couple of months, but it's exciting for us to to be getting there. And yeah, just watching our listenership grow and watching more people just find us online and seeing our, our names in the top 50 on iTunes is pretty cool. So yeah, it's it's been a really fun ride. No, it is definitely impressive. Even if anyone achieves 50 episodes, 100 episodes, even the first episode, it is a remarkable feat. So congratulations on your podcast and uh, how it's really taken off. Uh, you know, you mentioned like the top 20 podcasts and uh, things like that. So uh, what are the major themes and topics you guys cover on The World Wanderers? Uh, so we cover travel destinations, travel philosophy, um, like travel is a lifestyle. Uh, we talk about like digital nomad life now that we're digital nomads and then we do interviews. So we talk to all sorts of different people, people who have done really cool things like, um, you know, moved abroad to teach or we talked to one guy who did the Mongol rally. I don't know if you've heard of that before, but it's like you drive in a really old car from London to Mongolia, which is just crazy. So talk to people like that. We've had Chris Gillibo on the show. So he's traveled to every country and, you know, made a huge name for himself. So just a variety of different people doing different things, other travel bloggers. Yeah, those are kind of our three main topics. So destinations, philosophy, and then guests. Awesome. I'd love to hear some of your insights. Uh, you know, you've done all these podcast interviews. What are the major insights that you've gained as the host? Uh, what, what has uh, really resonated from hearing all these stories? 
Yeah, that's a great question. I think that one of the biggest things that I've I've gained or that I've learned from from interviewing people is is just how powerful travel can be for personal development, like how much it can help you grow. So like I mentioned before, seeing cool things is great. I think that's what kind of drives a lot of us to travel. And then discovering what you really like to do and who who you really are outside of, you know, who you've kind of been you've kind of been put in this box when you were born and in your friend circle and you know, it's you go to college and then you get a job and you kind of think that's what you should do. It's like travel kind of gives you all these other options. Like I remember the first time that I backpacked, which was actually before I backpacked with Ryan. It was back when I was in first year university. I just had this crazy, like my mind was blown that I was, you know, staying in hostels and meeting people from all over the world. And I have these memories of meeting people for the first time where they would tell me what they did and it would be something so outside of the box and I had no concept at that point that you could even do those things. I was like, wait, what? People are people have jobs other than being like doctors, lawyers, middle managers, CEOs, that sort of thing. That's what my whole life was constructed around. Like I lived in this tiny little bubble where that's what I thought life had to be. And I met these people doing so much cool stuff. And I think that's what really opened my eyes. And that's that's one of the things that, that's one of the reasons I really love talking to people is hearing their stories, hearing how travel has influenced them in that similar way and how it's impacted where they are now. Yeah, you know, that's why I keep doing my shows as well. Just because I hear these stories and they inspire me. And then I hear about things like, you know, so the Mongol, Mongol rally, I'm like, I want to do that. Then I hear about like, Cruise to Antarctica, I want to do that. And uh, I keep getting inspired to travel myself. So even if I uh, don't have uh, any listeners, even if like one or two people listen, I'm going to do it just for myself. So, I, and I know obviously I have a, a lot more than one or two listeners, but uh, it is a great way to actually inspire yourself and others to travel. So if anyone's listening, um, yeah, highly recommend starting your own podcast. Um, you have any tips or advice for uh, newbies, um, people who are maybe aspiring or a new podcasters uh, to start up? Uh, just go for it. I feel like that's the biggest thing. It's really easy to look at what other people are doing and, you know, compare yourself or worry that you're not going to be good enough. But um, there's, I don't know if it's an exact quote, but there's something that somebody told me early on that, you know, a hundred episodes in, if you look at your first episode and you don't cringe, you haven't grown. And that's totally where we've got to is we listen to the first few episodes and it's like, it's cringeworthy. It's like nails on a chalkboard. I just can't even. When people are like, I started at the beginning, I'm like, don't start at the beginning. Start from the most recent because we've gotten a lot better at talking in general. Um, so just knowing that, you know, at some point you're going to look back and be like, oh, that wasn't so good. But don't worry about being good. Just go out and do it. Share your story. Um, share what you have to say because everything's always going to be different from some, some, what somebody else has to say. Yeah, I love that advice. Listen in reverse chronological order because, uh, yeah, same like me. In my first few episodes, I was just kind of figuring it out. I was stuttering a lot. I didn't know what to ask. I was just kind of uh, following the routine of questions. So, uh, yeah, the more you do it, the better you'll get, just like anything. It's like the, uh, the travel muscle. The more you travel, the better you get. The podcast muscle, uh, you know, the gym muscle, the yoga muscle, right? Yeah, definitely. Totally. It's like anything that, you know, you're going to improve over time. And I think it's easy to just look at what other people are doing or, you know, listen to yourself and just cringe and not want to put it out there, but just overcome that hump. It's, I don't think there's anyone who really loves listening to themselves talk or listens to their own voice for the first time and is like, yes, I sound amazing. We all have that moment of like, oh God, nobody listened. <laughs> and I remember one of the first times where we got like, it's one of our, our first couple episodes were out. 
it was a day where like 50 people listened and we're like, who on earth is listening to our podcast? Like, are people actually listening to us talk? Um, so yeah, those moments will happen. You'll learn, you'll grow from them, but just go for it. If you feel like you have something to share and something to say, just, just do it, put it out there. Yeah, yeah, I would uh, totally agree with that as well. So Amanda, tell us about, uh, you know, how you're able to generate income. Uh, you have a few different income streams. Walk us through uh, some of your uh, major revenue, uh, multiple streams of income. Yeah, for sure. So the main way that I make money is uh, my partner and I both work for or consult for um, a company that's an educational startup that runs apprenticeship programs. And I'm an advisor for that company. So I'm kind of like, like a coach for young people. Um, and that's been really, really great because I'm passionate about helping people find what they love to do. It took me a long time to figure out what I like to do. And, you know, a lot of days I'm still figuring it out. So I really, really love doing that. It's, I can do it from anywhere in the world where I have internet. They're super flexible with the schedule. I set my own hours and it's part time. So um, that's basically like the dream gig. And then I also work remotely for a yoga studio. So like I said at the beginning, I'm a yoga teacher. Um, I work as a studio manager for a yoga studio that's actually based sort of where I am now in Canmore, Alberta. And my boss has just been so amazing. Again, it's one of those things where I worked for him while I lived here for a bit and I created value and he said, you can't leave us. And I said, okay. <laughs> he said, will you work from anywhere? And I was like, of course I will. So um, that keeps me afloat, which is amazing. And then I also run a yoga business podcast. Um, so that you know, generates a little bit of income and it's kind of my main focus right now to eventually be my main income stream. Um, I work one-on-one -on -one with yoga teachers, helping them find cool businesses and helping them find careers that are sustainable, that they're passionate about. Um, and then, of course, the world wanders. Um, that does not, like I told you before, it doesn't make, it doesn't generate enough revenue to put a roof over our head, but it definitely gives us a little bit of fun money and um, we make a little bit to cover the expenses of the podcast. So that's another uh, revenue stream. So I think that's, I said four, right? So yeah, four. I have four part-time jobs that make up a fairly, awesome. liv fairly livable. Uh, tell us about your vision. You mentioned. Oh, sorry. Uh, a little bit of an. In little parts of Europe. Tell us about some of your major bucket items. Where do you want to still see in the world? Okay, yeah, sorry. I think we just had a bit of a delay. So you said bucket list items that I still want to see? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, yeah, the pyramids in Egypt are definitely on my list. I would really love to um, go see those. Those have been on my list since I was little. So that's there. The Great Wall of China is still on it. I tried to convince my partner to fly home from Asia via Beijing because they do a really cool 72-hour transit visa. But he was like, no, that's a crazy idea. We're not going to fly back to Canada via Beijing. We're not, we're not having like a 24-hour crazy time in Beijing. So I debated doing it on my own and the price just wasn't worth it. So Great Wall of China is still on there. Um, I would love to spend more time in Africa, just experience the culture and the different countries and go on a safari and see some amazing African wildlife. Um, what else? I would love to see 
Victoria Falls, which is also in Africa. I have a friend who's teaching yoga over there and she's like, you should come. I know it's bucket list worthy. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to get there while you're teaching over there. Um, I would also love to see the waterfall that's in Venezuela. Um, once Venezuela is a little bit safer to travel. Antarctica is on the list, so I can, you know, tick off seven continents. It's one of the things that I would love to do. And I would also love to go to all 10 provinces and all three territories in Canada. I feel like Canada is probably my most under-traveled country. I just went to Toronto and Montreal for the first time last week. And I'm like, okay, I'm officially Canadian. I've been to Toronto now. <laughs> so, yeah, I think those are some of my top ones. Yeah, it's so funny you mentioned that because I also have hardly seen any of Canada, even though I've spent like 25 years of my life there, from elementary to high school to university. Um, I've only seen, uh, I think, BC, Alberta, and a little bit on Ontario, but haven't done anything east of that and also haven't done the territory. So that's actually one of my uh, goals too, but I, I keep putting it off because I'm like, oh, I got to see this, I got to see this, I got to see this, and Canada can wait, Canada can wait. So uh, <laughs> eventually yeah. I'll get there too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm the exact same uh, way. So Amanda, you know, uh, you've traveled a lot. Uh, anyone who might want to start the travel journey, they'll actually. Sorry, you just cut out a little uh, bit. Yeah, sorry. Uh, what I was asking Amanda is, uh, and by the way, sorry for the technical hiccups here. Uh, we're <laughs> on a bad Wi-Fi connection here for. country or uh, you know uh, continent uh, where where should they start in terms of the travels or how can they budget for it because a lot of people have these dreams to travel but they have so many excuses the time excuse the money excuse the kids excuse the house excuse and so on and so forth so uh, how can someone just start traveling oh yeah that's a good question we could go for ages on that so I think there's a couple different things depending on your age and where you're at in your life and how much time you have to travel etc cetera, etc cetera. I think that if you're you know maybe a little bit older and you haven't traveled then you're a little bit more about more more worried about your safety or maybe you're on the younger side and you're also worried about your safety I think that Europe is a great place to start it's safe there a lot of the countries are English speaking or you know, people speak English, so that takes away the language barrier. It's really easy to travel Europe. The trains are efficient, they're clean. Um, you have to be wary of pickpockets almost everywhere you go in the world, but you know, that's like probably one of the worst things that's gonna happen in major, major European cities or countries. So I think that that's a really great place to start. Um, if budget is less of a concern, because Europe is expensive, I think that Southeast Asia, I mean, it's so, it's so traveled now. You can travel really easily in South, Southeast Asia and most places speak English. The food is delicious almost everywhere you go there. Um, and you can travel really, really cheap. So just looking at where you are in the world, like if you're from Australia, it's probably easier to get to Southeast Asia. If you're from you know, North America, Europe's pretty easy to pop over to. But just using resources, like using travel blogs, using Things like Skyscanner, you can get super, super affordable flights almost anywhere now. Um, looking at things that you want to do and see and foods that you've always wanted to eat, like in that place. Like if you love Italian food and wine, go to Italy, just book a flight and go. Um, and just know that there's so many resources out there to help you. Um, so I feel like nowadays with technology, it's like, I feel like there should be no excuses for not traveling because 
you know, you can get a SIM card anywhere in the world and you can be connected via Wi-Fi anywhere in the world, which takes away, like, it takes away the, you know, the struggle of not being able to get around. You've got your Google Maps, you've got it right there. You have the ability to easily get an Uber in so many countries around the world, which is like safe, it's affordable, it's effective. Um, I feel like technology makes travel really easy now. So, you know, just looking those things up and knowing that there's resources out there to help you to make travel easier and then just picking a place that you're excited about and just just book it, book it in advance and, you know, pay off your flights ahead of time and then just go. You can find accommodations super affordable between Airbnb and booking.com, Agoda, Hostel World. So, yeah, just go is my advice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, uh, thanks for your insights today. If people wanted to uh, find out more about your travel journeys, uh, listen to your podcast, you know, follow you online, what are the different avenues and channels by which people can connect with you, Amanda? Yeah, definitely. Uh, theworldwanderers.com is the best website to find more about our travels. Um, we are the World Wanderers podcast on Instagram and Facebook, so you can connect with, with us there. And then we have a private online community, which is just if you Google World Wanderers, it should come up um, or connect with me on Facebook and I'll get you in there. So yeah, you can send us an email at info at theworldwanderers.com awesome, if, if you have questions. So we're easy to find. I'll have those links below us. So if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, I'll put those in the show description. And if you're uh, listening to it on iTunes, they'll be in the show notes. Uh, so thanks, Amanda, for your times and uh, happy travels. I'm sure we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for uh, chatting with me, Ricky. You're very welcome. I love connecting with other podcasters, other fellow, fellow travelers, and as I said, fellow proud and passionate and patriotic Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> So thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and a videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Uh, we'll uh, catch you in the next episode and happy travels. See you soon.